Oh, it's a big day in the Inside Illini Basketball Podcast booth. That's because boys basketball tips off today in the state of Illinois. That means Scott Ritchie, our Illini beat writer, has his eyes on one team. I mean, it has to be St. Rita. What with Merez Johnson, already committed three years out. Then three other of his teammates with Illinois offers. They're the team to watch. All right, Richie will unveil his favorite boys' teams in the state. He'll talk recruiting with Brad Underwood, and he'll look ahead to two games at home this week that both should be very winnable in this week's podcast. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. And it is a good Monday morning because Scott Ritchie is back in town after a haggard, a haggard Ritchie is back in town after a crazy weekend of travel to Minneapolis for football. Something of a crazy football game. Just a weird old school football game, if you will. Yeah, if you like defense, it was the game for you. But I mean, the real big news of the week is the college basketball season. Like, we've talked about it being here, like mm-hmm. being back. But it is it is actually it's happening actually, this week. Tuesday, first day. I love, no offense to Illinois against Jackson State. Jackson State, but I, I kind of appreciate it. I know it's the same four teams every year. But that tip-off with Michigan State and Duke and Kansas and Kentucky. Yeah, Champions Classic. I love I, it. I mean, again, I'm not going to be able to watch any of the games live because <laughs> I'll be covering one. Um but that's that's okay. I mean, it's just it's college basketball time. That's that's what everyone should be excited about. I'm Jim Rosso. This is Inside Illinois Basketball, episode 175. Congratulations, Scott Ritchie's going to get a pepperoni pizza out of this from the Casey's in Eureka. Your next time you're at home, I've been told they'll they'll have it ready for you, piping hot. I think you can like order that on the app. So can I'll, I'll let you know when I'm back in Eureka. I actually have a Casey's app <laughs> to do just that here in Urbana. Illinois. Anyway, congratulations, Scott Rich. You were working on his tail off. I hope you give him a follow on the Twitter. I hope you buy the News Gazette. I hope you read him on Atlanta HQ every morning, 6 a.m. It's wonderful stuff. Scott needs a pick-me-up right now because it's that time of year where so many different things are happening. Heck, you were at volleyball last week. Yeah, I went, well, multiple kinds of volleyball. St. Thomas Moore volleyball in a sectional mm-hmm. championship on a Wednesday, Illinois volleyball on a Thursday. Um. Because I didn't have anything on Friday. 
Just to travel to Minnesota. Just travel. That's all. And then Saturday football game, travel back. Monday, you know, is the mm. day before the games. We'll have opportunity to talk with Brad Underwood and some Illinois basketball players. Game on Tuesday. National signing day. Well, the early signing period, at least for basketball, starts on Wednesday. More pregame activities, the usual on Thursday. More basketball on Friday. It's it's going to be a packed week. We've ordered a massage for you, one of those legal ones. All right, that will take place sometime later this week. Uh, I don't know if that will help. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. Uh, I don't. I have no. Not you know done the, the massage thing before. <laughs> I'm not sure. I like random people touching me, but thanks, I guess. I'll, I, if you want to make it like a case of bush light, then we can talk. Well, we'll do that. You know, I probably owe you a few cans over the years. Maybe. A few hundred cans <laughs> over the years. I'm just trying to build it up to it so I can just buy one keg go from there. All right, basketball season, as Scott says, is upon us. There's a special 10-page section in your print edition of Tuesday's News Gazette. Pick that up if you want to. Scott's going to deep dive into every player on the roster, right? Yeah, all 15 of them. Um, so that's 14 scholarship players and Connor Servin, who has the the role as the lone walk-on, which is a rarity. I think you know Illinois has had multiple walk-ons every year since I've covered the team, but just him this season. All right, you talked uh, signing day on Wednesday. What news is going to come out of that for uh, those Illinois types that are interested? Well, Sincere Harris is set to sign. Um, Jaden Epps, I believe, will as well. At least I haven't seen that he won't. But of course, I mean they they have an entire week. It's it's one week of the early signing period, so they don't have to sign on Wednesday. Typically, that does the fact that they a press conference with Brad Underwood has already been scheduled makes me assume they'll have both in the fold. Um, then, really, the only other news for Illinois in the class of twenty twenty two that they're sort of just waiting for is Ty Rogers and you know the four star wing originally from Michigan now playing at Thornton, so. A uh, new candidate for News Gazette All-State Player of the Year, especially since J.J. Taylor left the state. Um, he's down to Illinois, Michigan State, Alabama, and Memphis. Um, seems like, like Illinois, Michigan State are like the two leading contenders there. Alabama's they had they had three guys commit last week, so they're probably pretty pretty much done in the class of 2022. Would be my guess. Memphis, you know, Penny Hardaway makes them a threat just the way he's recruited last two years, but. Illinois, Michigan State seem to have the the top spots, and you know Ty Rogers is a fit for for both. Just you know the way he plays, you know, he's a pretty physical six seven, hundred ninety five pound guard slash forward. I mean, he can play multiple positions. Um, kind of a gritty dude, and I mean that's what Brad Underwood and Tom Izzo prefer. So, be interesting to see where that goes. He's visited East Lansing more recently than Champaign for whatever that's worth, but he also moved from Michigan to Illinois to finish his high school career. Yeah, so. why'd he move again? Well, he played with Mean Streets on the UIBL circuit and Mean Streets obviously coached by and well, run by Ty Streets, who is the coach at Thornton, so he transferred to Thornton to play for for Ty Streets again. All right. Ty maybe Streets. he wanted to be news because that all state player of the year. Maybe he wanted to play at uh, State Farm Center for the uh, state finals. Uh, which uh, let's hope happens this year <laughs> after, yeah. a little, after a little delay. We uh, tend to forget the football finals are in DeKalb, but doggone it, in March, they're going to be playing some ball at State Farm Center. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. And it makes my life easier because I imagine there will be some guys that have Illinois offers that will be on teams that make it down here, especially St. Rita, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't have to go very far to talk to him. Excellent. Excellent. From the Savoy office. Uh, this week, as Scott Ritchie says, we'll have two basketball games, Tuesday night and Friday night. Should be both runaways. Uh, it's apparent that it. we know Kofi's not playing, but they might be shorthanded other ways. Are you still worried at all uh, about either outcome? Not really. Although, I mean, both Jackson State, Arkansas State have some interesting players, but... I know, you know DeMonte Williams missed the final exhibition game, but like, he went through a full workout before the game, so I think that was just a more precautionary. You know, Austin Hutcherson also missed, missed the exhibition game. Um, in terms of his ability to stay healthy, it's been not great, so we'll see what happens with him. Trent Frazier got hurt in the exhibition game. We can update you know, about his status today. Um, but still, I mean, if it's just... Not Kofi, if that's the only one missing. Even if it's maybe one other guy. Like Illinois should should win both these these first two games this week. I I do have some. There's some intriguing guys though on both teams. Uh, Javius McKinnis, Jackson State, Norshad O'Meara for Arkansas State. Two of like the best rebounders in the country last year. Both averaged a double double. Both, I mean, not tall. They're six seven, but it's interesting. And Arkansas State's got. You know, a couple of guards returning. Got Desi Sills to transfer from Arkansas. So they got some some interesting prospects. Jackson State had the number one effective field goal percentage defense in the country last year. What? I'm going to throw some stats. <laughs> effective field goal percentage, which is oh, like. Boy. Now I'm worried. That's like the simplest <laughs> of these, you know, the data that I could give or even offer. But it's just, it takes into account that, you know, two-point field goals and three-point field goals are different. And it's the higher your number is offensively, the better you are. The lower it is defensively, the better you are. And Jackson State was the best in the country. Part of that's a probably due to a somewhat limited schedule they played, but still intriguing. Again, should win both. This part of the bo- pro- podcast brought to you by Dorks R Us. That's fine. <laughs> Don't take that personally, Scott Ritchie. You need to I j- again. You need I like to get with the time. I like I like scoring averages, rebounding averages, and assists average. All right, <laughs> back to the uh, home runs, RBIs, yeah. and average. Yeah, I don't get it, but apparently you th- you're telling me I should be worried this week. Not worried, but just understand that like it's not going to be a like a cakewalk per se. This is not St. Francis, and it, these are not NAIA schools coming to town, so. Illinois will have to play good basketball still. They can't just sleepwalk through you know, these first two games. We're pulling for Scott Reggie because you know what? He's on a three-game prediction losing streak, a streak unheard of in News Gazette times. Yeah, that's with football. And can you honestly say that I was wrong for picking Illinois to lose to Penn State and Minnesota and to beat Rutgers? I'm just – I checked my data, my analytics, and it said you're on a three-game losing streak. I'm not sure that counts as analytics. Was just a 50-50 proposition either way. Um, but I can get back on track with basketball. Okay. You promise? I mean, I'm going to pick Illinois to win both games, so if they don't, there's bigger problems than me not picking the game correctly. All right. It gets a little trickier next week with the start of Marquette and a few games that might uh, actually come down to the wire. We'll, we'll put Richie on the spot then. But uh, we are all pulling for you, Scott. In your yes. slumping ways. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, Brad Underwood uh, has a show Monday night at Papa Dell's. Is that right? Producer Ed Bond. Yep. He uh, 
if you want to go watch him and eat pizza, do that. Then he'll take a little break. But um, what's his mood like these days, Scotty? Is he happy? Well, that's an interesting question because he's talked about this before that you know, he, even when it's like sort of looking back at the last two years that have been successful for Illinois, that it's difficult for him to see things as like glass half full. Like he just, I guess mostly just because I think he feels like the the program could be doing more. Like he's just maybe not, it's not where he wants it yet. So, mm-hmm. but there's reason to be enthusiastic you know, about you know this season, you know, just with the, the team he has and you know, where the program is after an admittedly rough start his first two years. Um, and then, I mean, the last exhibition game played out exactly how he wanted. I mean, they, they won, which was fine, but they didn't play their best basketball, and Brad Underwood was thrilled because I imagine he's showed them that game film against Indiana University of Pennsylvania multiple times over the last week plus. It was like, these are the things that you did wrong. If you do them again against you know competition level that picks up starting Tuesday, like doesn't matter that the, everyone says you're a great team, you're going to lose some games. So I think uh, he's got the mix of what he wants. I think there's confidence in that locker room about what this team can do, but they also got dealt you know, punch to the mouth in that final exhibition game that they're going to have to figure some stuff out. All right, uh, Anthony Zillis, our videographer, will be on hand uh, Tuesday and Friday to document those first two home games. They should be interesting. You got an inkling of who might be starting, Scott Ritchie, that on Tuesday night? Well, I mean, things are a little complicated by the fact that Kofi Coburn won't play mm-hmm. because he's suspended the first three games. And at least as of... Right now, on a Monday late morning, don't know for sure like wh- what Trent Frazier's status will be after injuring you know, look like his shoulder in the final exhibition, or what you know Demonte Williams, where he's at, you know he had a, a back issue that kept him out. But Andre Carbello should be a guy that starts. Would imagine Jacob Grandison, um, Kofi out. I. I would see you know, Coleman Hawkins starting at the five, and and then it's it's Frazier and Williams as long as they're good to go. All right, Scott Richie's our AP top twenty-five voter has not done a a ballot since the preseason. That changes finally at the end of this week. Yeah, well, I mean, their games will have been played, and so there'll be reason to vote again. All right, so you have Illinois. Well, you don't, but AP does at number eleven, right? Yeah, I had them at five. You have them at five. Does uh, this change when some of these top-tier teams play each other right off the bat? Is there a chance Illinois can move up by beating two kind of nondescript opponents? It's going to be tough. And I voted in the college football poll for the first time this year as well, and those voters are much more reactionary. Where like one loss is like, see ya. Like, mm-hmm. Basketball-wise, especially like if you look at, let's just say the Champions Classic. Like those games shouldn't have a huge impact on position in the poll. It's one game. It's against. I mean, Michigan State's not ranked, but they're close against good teams. It's like have a little common sense, but I mean, I don't. If Illinois wins both games, like I'm not going to move them up any. 
because it's sort of the expect expectation that they be Jackson State and Arkansas State. May, I mean, maybe if there's some upsets, other upsets in college basketball, I know. Um, big game, I think, on Tuesday. Um, sort of upset potential. Alabama's playing Louisiana Tech, and Louisiana Tech has one of the more intriguing players in college basketball in Kenneth Lofton Jr. He's a sophomore, um, 6'7", like 275. He played just really well for the, the U19 team in the FIBA World Cup. I think that's a game Alabama early in the year. Like, they're not careful they could lose. So that would help Illinois because uh, I think Alabama is ahead of them, and at least in some people's balance. You're seeing the dark side. You're hearing the dark side of Scott Ritchie right now. He knows everything about everybody, and he has to because he – puts his heart and soul into this covering college basketball. You know about Louisiana Tech. That scares me. Kenneth Lofton Jr. is, like, legit. I'm telling you, it just scares me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when when I'm asked to rank the top 100 players and the top 100 (laughs) teams and the top 100 games before the season. Ed Bond has no idea where Louisiana Tech is. It's in Ruston, Louisiana. Right. I'm not sure where I'm just telling you, and Ed is kind of my template as the normal dude. Like the average fan. So you're saying I'm abnormal. There's a dark side. I'm yeah. I mean, we could just go through like the nicknames for all 358 no, let's don't. Division One basketball teams because I think I know them <laughs> pretty close. How about the Valparaiso team? Yeah, Trick they're, question. They're terrible new Trick nickname. question. The Beacons. Yes. Way to go, Scott Ritchie. Love it. It's so bad. All right. Who's the – hey, speaking of voting, I know you you like get a lot of people angry on your bad side when you don't pick their team in the right spots? No, a lot What's of the, Give me some examples of mean fans. Who's the mean fan base out there that says, Richie, you're screwing us with this ranking? Um, well, basketball-wise, it was a few years ago. I didn't have Purdue in my preseason ballot, and the Boilermakers fans were less than thrilled. And then I think it turned out that I was right and they were wrong. Take so, that, Purdue Pete. Yeah. Now, Purdue's really good this year, and I ranked them accordingly. Um, football-wise, this year... I had some pit fans that, um, I guess, threatened bodily harm to me on Twitter because I had the the gall to rank them like twenty second when they were I think maybe seventeenth in the the actual poll. So I just I fired back with, I mean, obviously the nineteen other people that had them twenty twenty one. I guess they had them twenty three, and they had their nineteen other voters had them twenty twenty one or twenty two. It's like they're fine, but I'm I'm the bad guy here. Then they lost the next week, and I with I chose some restraint, but I was very tempted to find those same people on Twitter and just tweet them scoreboard. That'd be unprofessional, Scott Reggie, and I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah, really wanted to though. All right, I know. I like had the tweets like ready to send, and I was like, well, maybe I should because. These people are might be crazy, and I don't need two words. Dan Marino, two more Tony Dorsett. Okay, keep those in mind. I mean, I'm fairly certain that they played at Pitt in like what the early eighties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Dan Marino's great. I don't think he should probably be out there anymore. Also, no <laughs> eligibility left, but. All right, uh, Big Ten teams get going all this week. Anything uh, surprise you in the last week? I know some exhibitions were played and uh, things like that. Um, I guess really the one thing that stood out, and only for the fact that he's the reigning News Gazette, I'll say player of the year, but like Max Christie might 
be like a huge piece for Michigan mm. State this year. I mean, he's going to start. I mean, I think that was a, a given kind of stuff I read over the summer, but he's played well. And like Tom Izzo keeps saying really nice things about him. And that's not always the case with Tom Izzo. Of course, I'm sure there will be a game where like he pulls Max Christie off the court by his arm and yells at him, and then everyone gets upset because how dare he? And then the Michigan State players be like, well, it's fine. Like, this is what we signed up for. And then it'll go away. But he could be really good. And, like, Caleb Houston, who's the five-star freshman at Michigan, kind of always been considered the most likely lottery pick next year out of the Big Ten. Um, Max Christie could be a one-and-done type of dude. Hmm. All right. Good pick, uh, News Gazette Player of the Year. Yeah, and also, just put this out there, when the, the media, when we had our our vote for Big Ten preseason poll and, you know, all Big Ten then player freshman, coach of the year, what have you. I voted Max Christie Big Ten freshman of the year. So I'm hoping that one works out a little better than when I voted Adam Miller last year. Didn't have a bad season, just wasn't the best. All right, Adam Miller had a knee injury. Yeah, missed his season. season. Which is, I mean, it's super unfortunate. But mm. So he'll watch as LSU does whatever they're doing down there. Will Wade making some, I guess, I guess he can make legal strong offers now. All right, be interesting uh, first week of basketball. I know your eyes will go to UCLA Gonzaga. Uh, everyone's eyes. I'm 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 a. Of course, that's not this week though. I know, but it, it's coming up, and I bring that up because I I'm already studying my mock drafts for next year, trying to find out where Kofi's going to find and Curbelo. Okay, and they got the skinny guy from Gonzaga number one already. I mean, some do. Others uh, have Paolo Banchero. The freshman at Duke. saw him at number two. Yeah, some some have him at number one. I, Chet Holmgren is the maybe one of the most unique players in college basketball right now because he's a guy that can block your shot at one end and then run the fast break and pull up from three in transition. And there's not a lot of those guys that are seven foot tall. Really curious to see how his game translates to the college level, much less NBA level. Yeah, he is super skinny mm-hmm. still. So, All right. I know Richie's a big fan. I think he's good. All right. We'll see, won't we? Yeah, we will. I'm but regret. I'm pretty sure I had Paolo Benchero ranked higher in my top 100 players. Though. He's just Physically, he's more, I think, ready. And he's also really good. All right. Uh, there's an Illinois fan base dying for this season to get started. Uh, football's kind of rescued it just a tad here lately. Um, can do uh, even more by maybe upsetting Iowa. I mean, it's on the road, so I guess it's yeah. certainly possible. And you got it, Northwestern at home, so there's still a little interest in football, but it, but it's clear that scene at State Farm Center is going to be electric, you would think, even with the opponent. Well, I mean, considering the last exhibition, well, even the first exhibition game against an NAIA opponent drew like 13,000. The second one against a D2 opponent was, was listed as a sellout. There were a few empty seats. Towards the top of the arena, um, but yeah, like only basketball fans are all in on this team, just because the expectations are for a good season, and they didn't get a chance, for the most part, to see them play last year. Um, all right, you're still supposed to wear a mask, is that correct? Uh, while watching? Yep. If you're inside Not at home, while well, watching, I mean, I guess you can if you want to at home. It's your prerogative. Um, but if you're at State Farm Center, you have to be masked up inside the arena, as do I. So. 
Just do it. Let's let's have a basketball season. But yeah, it's the football team could you know, mathematically still make a bowl game, okay. but you know, Champaign Urbana, it's a they're basketball towns. All right, what else do you got on the uh, basketball beat here? Well, I mean, the big news at the end of last week, on Friday, as I was on my way to Minneapolis, was commitment from Merez Johnson, class of 2024 forward out of St. Rita. So um, notable for many reasons. One, he's an in-state player and the second best player in his class in the state trailing only his teammate, James Brown, who also has an Illinois offer, who's also visited Champaign. Um, and the fact that he's a high school sophomore and he's committed. And, uh, you know, in his, when his commitment tweet is like people say that, you know, he's too young, and but he said he was ready, so I believe him. And it's just kind of crazy to think, like, when he gets on campus at Illinois for the 2024-2025 season, the st- Likely seniors on that Illini team will be Luke Goody, R.J. Melendez, and Brandon Pajemski, who are starting their Illinois careers tomorrow, um, officially. So that's kind of wild. It's a, a long wait. Yeah, it is. And am I wrong to be skeptical that it will actually play out? I mean, I can see where a lot of people have maybe thought that, where you know, that's a long time to be committed but until something happens otherwise, I mean, I guess all you can do is just you know, take Merez Johnson at his word. And, you know, commitment, they change, obviously. I mean, decommitments happen. But for now, he's committed, and that's, that's, that's the way I'll treat it. And then if he doesn't come, then he doesn't come. Hey, hooking up with St. Rita, not a bad thing. Uh, you know, we keep hearing how uh, Brett Bielema is stressing the in-state stuff. Can't hurt Brad Underwood. No, and, I mean, St. Rita's got a really interesting team, a young team. You know, they mostly played freshmen last year with Merez Johnson, James Brown, and then Jaden Reyna, who's their point guard. Um, Jaden Reyna also has an Illinois offer. And then they've got a freshman coming in, um, Melvin Bell who also has an Illinois offer. It's one of four 2025 recruits from the state with an Illini offer. Uh, the others being Bryce Hurd from Kenwood, uh, Antonio Munoz from Whitney Young, and then Jeremiah Fears from Joya West, who's the younger brother of Jeremy Fears. Um, yeah, St. Rita could be a really interesting team, but the thing with you know, recruiting in-state players for Illinois is like sometimes they don't, stay in state and I mean class of 2023 the f- the players who would be the four best players in the state of Illinois aren't playing in the state of Illinois anymore JJ Taylor's at Donda Academy in California which is still a weird thing because it's Kanye West back school um Matt Despazoulis left last year to go to Brewster Academy in New Hampshire yeah Kylan Boswell Champagne Urbana's own Left before high school even started. Now he's at Compass Prep in Arizona. Jeremy Fierce Jr. at La Lumiere. Like, Illinois is in the thick of it in the recruitments for all those guys. And I guess, in a way, can sell coming back home to them. Yeah, since they've all left the state at this point. But 
Yeah, Brett Underwood, he's never going to get every top player out of Illinois. It's just, I mean, so many of them are centered in Chicago and everyone recruits Chicago. But, like, landing Merez Johnson's, a, especially three years out, like, that's a statement. And it's like, okay, this guy who's good, who's got a rep already, even as a sophomore, picked us. Like, you should do the same. Hmm. All right, boys, basketball in the state gets going today. How about that? On that note, give me four teams that, Scott, you think would be really cool to see play in the state finals down here for Illinois basketball fans. I'm, th- I'm guessing St. Reed is one of them. St. Reed is one of them, just right. for sheer number right. <laughs> of prospects. And, you know, Morris Johnson now committed. Uh, Kenwood, still. I mean, J.J. Taylor left, but you know, Darren Ames, their point guard, has got an Illinois offer. is really good. I think, you know, potential top 50-level prospect in the 2023 class. Um, Davies Lurie's on that team as well. Bryce Hurd, you know, the freshman. Uh, so them, I think that'll be really good. Um, locally, maybe a a run in Class 2A for St. Joe Ogden. Ty Pence mm. has got an offer. All right. It'll draw a lot of people to State Farm Center, I would imagine. I assume the entire towns of St. Joseph and Ogden and Royal and wherever else. Um, that leaves me one more. Maybe Joliet West. Yeah, I mean, if, if both fears were there, like right. they'd be All right. legit. Um, just because I'm intrigued by him. Uh, maybe Lamont. I don't know if they're good enough as a team, but they've got a sophomore in uh, Nodris Andrusitis who um, visited on the same day a month ago with you know, the St. Rita kids because he also plays for Mean Streets. But kind of an intriguing Six four, six five guard um, that just scratching the surface. I think. All right. Uh, again, uh, season opener Tuesday night. Follow along at uh, newsgazette.com. dot uh, com. Scott Ritchie will be courtside before, during, after, into the wee hours. Uh, on the eve of that, uh, we'll uh, we'll let you go with your top three Illini, your weekly poll of players, and here's the criteria: they have to be eligible. Who's your top three going into Tuesday? So no Kofi then. Way to figure that out. Well, you know, I just got to mentally take him off the list. I mean, number one, it's Andre Curbelo, and it's an Andre Curbelo that maybe doesn't have 10 turnovers. That'd be the ideal for Illinois, I would imagine, because um, everything else he does is really good. Uh, number two, a healthy Trent Frazier. Because they need him at bare minimum on the defensive end. Like, he sets the tone, and he wasn't really out there to do that against IUP, and it showed. And then number three uh, is Coleman Hawkins. Because he's going to have to play a a much bigger role. So we'll see if, you know, by next Monday, if those three are indeed the the best, but I think the most important right now are certainly Corbello, Frazier, Hawkins. All right, can't wait to get this going. Can't wait to read what Richie brings. Can't wait to listen to him. Uh, he'll even probably do some Snapchatting for us uh, courtside. You know who's doing the like the anthem for the opener? Any big damn big act? I don't. No. Okay, work on that. Uh, let's make it part of your preview graphic, and let's try to get the prediction right. All right, that's all. I'm. It's not a big ask. <laughs> 
Scott Ritchie. I think what I'm going to try to do is <laughs> go 0 for 31 because that'll be just as difficult as picking wow. a 31 or no season. <laughs> wow. Hey, Scott Ritchie, we love it. Keep uh, doing what you do, and we'll uh, hear from you uh, next Monday.